Welcome back to Dad Me, bitch. Tim, how are you? I'm feeling. I'm I'm fucking charged right now. Yeah. What, oh, what exactly dude. was what what you just did? It's me. It's me standing over the fucking corpse of Blippy, licking my fucking chops, <laughs> sucking the blood off of my fangs, looking down at this fucking fruitcake, knowing that he just didn't have what it takes. You want to explain to the people what you're referring to, or no? <laughs> I killed Blippy. I murdered Blip. No, we went to uh, we went to pick up the I, the the piece of art Mike is holding. I mean, why don't you tell them what that's all about first? And that'll right. kind of lead to it. So the guys at uh, Victus, uh, maker of the most incredible bats that you could find, 25% of Major, major League <laughs> Baseball players use these fucking bats. <coughs> the uh, other 75% are fucking gay. They super are. But uh, yeah, the boys at Victus know what's up. They're very cool guys. And uh, Ryan is the fucking man. And he made my own Perks bat. He made the dad meat bat. And uh, to commemorate my 5,000 copies sold, he made me this golden own Perks bat, which is... What a beautiful gesture. I, I, I was almost in tears, man. <laughs> yeah. like you, you walked out of the room when it was presented to me, and it was, you know, I get emotional very easy, so... It seemed it was, like kind of a personal thing. I didn't want to ruin it. No, you know? no. I didn't want to distill, you know, disturb the quiet of the room. And No, anything shaped like this that is presented to me, uh, you're welcome to the other end. Yeah, no. So just know that. Yeah, I can tell you're about to suck his meat, too. <laughs> but yeah, he made this, and uh, Ryan invited us out to Victus, and uh, how cool is it to... Just walk through that fucking facility, dude. It was it was exactly my thing. Going to a baseball bat factory on a Tuesday <laughs> morning was, I mean, <laughs> yeah, it, it felt it, it, honestly it felt like uh, an old Chinese woman with skillful fingers got into under my scalp and started just massaging my brain. Mm -hmm. And I was asking all kinds of questions about woodworking and the computers that they were using and the lathes. And I was just like, and I, he was like, you, you watch a lot of baseball? I was like, absolutely yeah. none. <laughs> 30 minutes of questions. He was like, you big baseball guy? I said, let me tell you right now, absolutely not. Yeah. We got to hit long time too. Mm -hmm. That was nice. Mm -hmm. Take a few cracks. Yeah, that was where I, so after they gave us a tour of the facility, uh, I, we got to take batting practice. And I honestly... When you said you have, you said you have to take batting practice. I went, oh, that's, that's a, but that's, a, that's not a strong suit for me. We both put on an embarrassing display last summer when we went to the batting cages together with our son. I know that <laughs> fucking sucked. I man. figured you you were probably so good at baseball that it, you could just sh like correct me, and it turns out we both fucking sucked. But since then, I watched a lot of baseball coach TikToks. And I, I've watched a lot of, uh, and I don't know how they end up in my feed, but I'll be scrolling and it'll be a guy like teaching like an 11 year old boy about how you got to keep your elbow up when you're swinging and, and, you know, taking that like step and, and swinging through. And <clears throat> I absorbed enough of it that I went, we went to the, we took batting practice mm -hmm. at Victus Betts and, uh, the, the, oh, fuck, what was the fellow's name that was pitching for us? Dave. Dave. Dave goes, you really never play baseball? I was like, first time, dude. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> but they measure your exit velocity off of your connection. And I honestly, I was, I felt like some of those were semi-dingers. <laughs> if I'm, Maybe I'm being nice to myself, but I definitely had semi-dingers. And they had like a, a, a Top Gear leaderboard. And I saw Blippi had visited the factory uh, and I had a million questions about that, and apparently he is what you'd expect. A blippy, twenty four seven. Yeah, they said that. Uh, they said that he never left character. 
I was because we were asking about like what was it like just like hanging out with Blippy and hitting doing batting practice and shit, and he was like, he didn't turn it off, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> There's runners all first and third, and nobody's out. <laughs> 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 Here comes the three-two pitch. <laughs> And suicide squeeze, put this belt around my neck quick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, real fucking pervert, man. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they had the leaderboard, and we noticed um, most of them are just cool dude names. Yeah, Chuck Liddell. Yeah, <laughs> Chuck Liddell was on there, yeah. And then uh, the second third of names, you see Blippy. Everybody else is written in black marker. Blippy is written in oh, orange I even... and turquoise markers. And it says next to Blippy, it has his. He brought velocity. his own markers to write his name, dude. No doubt, because no, I didn't see any anything else written in turquoise or fucking orange. Yeah, and uh, his exit velocity, which was like sixty eight or something like that, it's nothing. Yeah, basically zero. So aside from his name, everybody just writes their fucking name. Blippy wrote Blippy. Thanks for being my friend. <laughs> oh, no. But apparently a nice guy. Yeah, seems like it. I'll bet he is. <laughs> but yeah, long story short, Tim and I both beat him. Yeah, I beat him. We beat Blippy. Not by much, but <laughs> he got it. <laughs> hey, I do think we beat him and one other adult. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of them were children. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take my dub. I'll take my dubs when I can get them, you know? Yeah. I don't give a fuck. But it was very cool just seeing how that whole fucking process works, man. Uh, I could live in, I could, uh, mm-hmm. I honestly, I realize that like I'm, I'm making a mistake with field trip and I just want to go on factory tours. I just want to go on factory tours and learn about how fucking they reuse like the parts that they cut off for another thing. And oh God, I could do that all day. You could do it all, man. I mean, yeah, I got to cut a bat. Mm-hmm. I got to, I got to lay the baseball bat. Well, you got video Ooh, too. Yeah. Yeah. I'll put that up. Uh, it's not worth trying to now. It'll take all day. But that was, yeah. So shout out Victus Bats. Thank you, thank you guys very much for uh, Mike's bat and for the autism massage. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, man. Have you ever been on anything like that that was as impressive, like any kind of tour, like a factory tour? <sighs> uh, no, that was too cool. That was too cool. Like, you got to stand there and watch a back get cut all the way down. And then, like, he took us, like, station to station. And each guy that was doing something, well, first of all, they all, like, watch our shit. Actually, yo, what's up, bros? Hey, it's us. They all watch our shit. And they all, like, they would have spent all day just explaining each step of the process. Like, when he was uh, bone rubbing the back. Oh, that was so fucking cool, man. Yeah, so like you see them like on a lathe, like cut, like carving down the bats, and then there was one guy who was just like putting pressure on it, and it was sh- like condensing the meat. On the- mm-hmm. Oh man! And I look at that, and I go, "Yeah, you know, I understand exactly what's happening here." Yeah, and I I could watch this all night on YouTube. Yeah, that was so. Cool. It looked like he was being shaved, but he's just making the bat, the barrel of the bat, more dense. Yeah, it was, it was and, cool. My God. Yeah, which is, and that's I, I'm telling you, I get totally sucked up into that kind of shit. Like we were watching welding videos last week. I was like, I'm this is all over. Shut this down. I'm going to become a welder. Mm-hmm. While we were there, I was like, almost put in a job application. I told them I would volunteer there for real. Well, I need to make a living, but <laughs> I, I like I get around that, and I'm instantly just like, yeah, I, I could leave everything behind and just mm-hmm. stand behind a fucking. I could just get sawdust in my face all day. Mm-hmm. That's, uh, it's an undeniable, uh, aspect of my personality. And one day I think it is going to get me into serious trouble. I think one day I'm going to be on like, I'm going to pay like 150 bucks to go on like a fishing boat. And I'm going to be like, do you need a crew member? And Mm -hmm. it's, it's going to ruin my life. 
but I, I mean, I don't know. I guess my friends will be into it. <laughs> you know, my friends will be like, oh, good for him. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it's going to kill me. <laughs> I don't know. God forbid I, I go somewhere like dangerous or like, fuck, there's a chance I get in the guns. What if I get in the guns and I'm like, oh, I could be a private mercenary. I could be a private contractor. Do you think you'll ever be a guy that carries a gun? Or you just for like, sure. Yeah, I was actually thinking about how funny it would be to carry a gun in shorts this small. <laughs> Sticking at the bottom <laughs> yeah. of your shorts yeah. legs. He's <laughs> <laughs> got a four and a half inch uh, inseam, a five inch barrel on the uh, Beretta or whatever. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like, fuck, I should really have a gun right now or I need to get the fuck out of here? Y- yeah, like most intersections on the way here. Mm-hmm. Driving, I, I don't know which way it took you from the factory, but I went through K&A to get here. I didn't go that way. <sighs> yeah, I'm good, buddy. Yeah, they had me on the streets. And it was just like, it's crazy why, like driving through like Kensington and seeing dudes who are just one week out from like the worst beating of their entire life. And it's just like they have to go about their routine. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Like yeah. I, I saw a dude, his, his face was covered in like big swollen bruising and like dried blood. And it's just like... <laughs> damn business as usual yeah i I think the the one that that fucking hits gives me the most damn is when you see somebody that that fucked up but they also have fucked up shoes like if you don't have proper footwear and you're beat up and you're whacked on drugs i couldn't imagine anything worse that's the military talking oh yeah sleeping with your boots on Mm, keeping them keeping them nice so that uh Mm -hmm. you can walk out into the middle of the intersection while everyone's at the red light and hold up a sign Mm mm-hmm if you can't if you can't walk out to the middle of the street, dude, you're gonna starve to death. I actually I I wanted one the other night. Did I tell you about the crazy person on my street? No. Dude, so I live on like a little cutaway street, like a one way off of the main street. It's not like a development, it's just I get a little quiet corner, right? The other night, we like we've got all the windows closed, we've got the AC cranked, and I could still hear a little bit of screaming outside. And it used to be normal. They used to be every day. Now you hear screaming outside. I got to go, whoa, what's that? Maybe someone needs my help or maybe I'll, I'll need to defend my home. And I look at, we look out the window and we can't really see what's going on because, uh, it was nighttime and these were, uh, nighttime colored people and it was, <laughs> it was across the street and a couple, a couple houses down mm-hmm. and all we could hear is a woman banging on either a garage door or like, you know, garage uh, like 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 the car door or the people door <laughs> that people have on garages you know what I'm talking yeah somebody had <laughs> a screen door up. a screen door connected to the garage banging on the on the house uh kind of it was like semi coherent i was able to put the narrative together later but this person was out of their mind banging on a house screaming let me in screaming i know this is my mama's house and then there was a guy in the house saying, get the fuck away from here. This is not your mama's house. You have the wrong house. And she said, stop fucking lying to me. She's saying, they're stop lying, lying on her. In the <clears throat> they're lying. Dude, they're, everyone's lying on me, slamming on the door. And then she would take a break and he had a barking dog inside the house. And he kept saying, uh, he kept going, you got five seconds to get away from my house. Five, four, Three and then she would interrupt him and he would start the countdown over because he didn't want to let his dog out. Wait, is he a nighttime man as well? Uh, I think so, okay. but he was an indoor. He was a house <laughs> nighttime man. <laughs> <laughs> and so she would take a break from banging on the house, walk out to the street, mm-hmm. cross the street, and started kicking a uh, a car. 
And I didn't know if it was his car or a relative's car or even if that was how she got there. Mm -hmm. She was just slamming on this car. And then she would go back to the house, banging on it. And he goes, I told you I'm going to call the police. And I don't think he ever did. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and she goes, you know, it's just now they're arguing in circles, which uh, to me, most people would stop paying attention mm-hmm. when incoherent screaming people start going in circles and just repeating themselves. Right. Me, I like the loop. I like going, okay, are you ever going to escape this? I know you're saying stop lying on me. And I know he's saying, get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. And you're just repeating like variations on those. But I go... I'd like to see, maybe, maybe this will shift a little bit. Maybe mm-hmm. this will escalate and I'll be entertained for like 15 seconds. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'll get 15 seconds of entertainment out of one of these two people ruining the rest of their entire lives. Now, when you caught sight of this woman, mm-hmm. could you immediately tell that, okay, if she comes to my house, I can beat this woman up? Uh, well, insofar as that's true of any woman. <laughs> <laughs> You know, don't speak for yourself. Uh, no way. You think uh, you've ever? You think a woman could storm your house and beat you? Yeah. What? Uh, one in particular? Or? Uh, first one that comes to mind is Heather from Hearts. She could do what she wants to me. That'd be tough. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Actually, speaking of Hearts, I was training with a. Uh, I have a training partner named Tiffany. And, I know uh, her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I got into Muay Thai because I watched her fight like mm-hmm. three or four years ago. Yeah. And I was like, oh, she knocked the lady out with a head kick. Yeah, tough lady, man. Our program must be okay. Mm-hmm. I'm getting into it. Dude, I was sparring with her for my big boxing match at uh, Skankfest. I was sparring with her and she caught me one time really hard and she wasn't trying that hard. She mm-hmm. just had a really good punch. Yeah. And I went, Tiff, why did you punch me so fucking mm-hmm. hard? <laughs> why did a woman punch me that hard? But yeah, okay. Now I see what you're saying. Um, yeah, that would be that would be tough mm-hmm. if one of these women women turned on me and, and stormed my house. And then also, it's a different story when ladies are legitimately crazy. Yeah, well, they already have the safety off. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're even arguing with no a governor, woman, no. yeah, exactly. If if you're in a, a verbal argument with a woman, there's a chance you might take a shot or two, mm-hmm. and that's that doesn't even count as a as a physical fight. That's mm-hmm. just women arguing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They might hit you with like the uh, the Mr. Burns, you know, the thrashing of a lifetime. They might hit you with one of those. They might uh, grab like a, a TV remote because mm-hmm. they know, you know, you're not going to call the cops about the corner of a remote digging into uh-huh. the side of your head. That well, hurt. it was red a minute ago. It's like, okay, well, you shouldn't have made me mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what else could they do? Uh, get Stay away from the kitchen. Yeah, you know? I know that one, brother. And you know what? Women women lack a thing that men have where mm-hmm. if a man does something regrettable mm-hmm. and aggressive, like say Frisbee's a plate full of dinner at the wall, mm-hmm. right? Before that hits the wall, you're going, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Women, that thing hits the wall, splatters on it. They go, at my, look, at, look upon my mm-hmm. works. Look upon my works and mm-hmm. tremble, dude. Yeah, they're peacocking. It's, it's days before they go, Ooh, I regret that. Dudes, before impact, you're like, oh, I wish I had that one back. Do you remember the last thing that you broke? Uh, Probably two or three sets of dinner table chairs over the course of like six Mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I replaced dinner chairs out of the trash one at a time because I would grab the top of the chair and I would lift it. I'm not even kidding three quarters of an inch off the ground and slam it down mm-hmm. and then all the legs kind of like baby giraffe out under it yeah i did that I, at minimum six times over over the course of a couple of years what about you uh my wife's ribs no uh, <laughs> oh michael no when we lived at our 
Now, this wasn't the last one, but it's the most memorable one. But like when we would fight at our first apartment, I was a big <laughs> hole puncher. Mm. And anytime that I would punch a hole in a wall, um, I would patch it up. It would never look that great. So then I would be forced to put a poster over it. <laughs> so anywhere in our home where there was a poster. <laughs> That's was, how you got back into corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I got away from that. I can't remember the last thing I broke, man. But I was a big breaker for a while. Yeah, I did that. Um, let's see. Uh, I may have twisted a couple of game controllers in my life. Mm -hmm. You know what oh, I mean? Oh, they're good, yeah. Just until you get like a, get a... little crack. You get a crunch, and then there's something that shakes around inside of it for the mm -hmm. for the life of the controller. Mm -hmm. um, aside from that, though, I like I like to keep my stuff nice, and I don't really like to break anything. Yeah. I, I did... Uh, oh, man. I, I, had a, I had a rough one. Um, probably like two Christmases ago. <laughs> or like it already. I don't know when it was, but I I grabbed an office chair and I whipped it across the room and it hit like a wall, the ceiling, and the other wall. Like it, it did like a full vortex mm -hmm. through the room. And I was kind of like, that was the last one. That was a big one. I went, all right, Tim. Mm -hmm. Easy. So to answer your question, if this woman came to my house, I was pretty confident I could dispatch her. But She's got the element of being a woman, being a woman, being crazy. Um, you know, just my general sense of mercy for people. She would take advantage of that, probably get a bite in on me, mm -hmm. probably be sick with something that would hurt me long term. Fucked up hair. It looked like it looked like she it was really dark. And I I was in the second floor looking pretty far on the action. Mm -hmm. I think everything about her was wrong, probably barefoot. What did she have on? Uh, like, like exercise shorts and, um, picturing a very long t-shirt. No, not a very long t-shirt, but what she would have been wearing under a very long t-shirt, like a sports, like small shirt, sports okay. bra thing. Um, probably just on PCP if I had Damn. this. Would but you, would it be fair to say she was an African-American gladiator? Well, uh, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Weave. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> Woo, baby. Mike, this woman was in crisis. Yeah. Is that, <laughs> that another African-American gladiator? <laughs> <laughs> Wow, man. Mm -hmm. Crisis. <laughs> and that's the T, crisis. <laughs> yeah. So uh, <clears throat> he never lets the dog out, mm -hmm. and she grabs a parking cone and starts uh, breaking the windows on his house. Yeah, I think she got at least the screen door window. Oh, no. Yeah, and at that point, a police car shows up and I, I gathered through the grapevine that there is a police officer that lives on the street and they probably started taking care of this. Okay. Um, the car that she was kicking was a different neighbor's. Dude, she was on a total rampage. Mm -hmm. And uh, I saw the, the person who owned that was like at work or something and mm -hmm. like someone must have called him. He pulls up like super aggressively, starts checking out the damage, but he never gets involved. Hmm. He, get, he turns into kind of a white pussy when he gets there. Like, he, he pulls in hot, right? Gets out to check on the other car. Yeah. 
never says a word to anyone. That's a loose pitbull out there. He's just looking. He's just like looking at it and going like, <sighs> like mm-hmm. that move, you know, mm-hmm. like very performative. Middle of the street, just like. <sighs> <sighs> But, like, doesn't go, yo, what the fuck are you doing in my car? It's just, like, almost like a tornado was going on. He's like, that's an act of God, dude. (laughs) You think that's written in some insurance policies? Like, in very vague language? uh, I mean, you got to be careful saying that a certain people are not an act of God, (laughs) you know? (laughs) That's that's something you got to tread lightly on. Um, police cars start like pulling in. They get like three yeah. cars. They get an ambulance, and they. I'll, I'll say this: every stereotype about cops in Philadelphia is true. Mm-hmm. They are all retarded white dudes who probably <laughs> have had negative experiences with minorities, and maybe that colors some of their actions. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we we all live with biases. I'm I'm thankful that I don't work in a position where it could negatively impact somebody else. That may in fact be this woman's name. What's that? Biases. <laughs> Biases. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but these dudes are being good. These are being good boys. Mm-hmm. And there's no crowd outside. I'm looking around like, why are these guys doing a good job? There's no one saying, fucking pig. Like, no one's filming them. They just, they're trying to talk to her mm-hmm. and she's screaming at them and uh, you could hear like these these cops of very limited intelligence <laughs> like they don't know any big words these are just very small word cops and the one guy is going just calm down i'm trying to figure out what's happening <laughs> at one point the homeowner walks out and he's like just get back and the guy that guy again black guy he kind of wants a little bit of like, I'm a black guy, you guys are cops thing. And he's like, I'm the one that called y'all. And he's like, okay, that's fine. I don't know what this woman's screaming and I don't know what's going on yet. Just please stay there. He's like, oh, cause I'm like, mm-hmm. he kind of starts trying to get his TikTok going mm-hmm. and they're just like, just shut up, stop, get back. And so they shush him and he kind of like loses, like he doesn't have the fight in him. But does that rile her up seeing him come out? Well, she, I will say, is she does not drop Ryle levels. She stays redlined the entire time. She's screaming, "They're trying to rape me!" She says, "Ah, dude, this is this is so good because she goes, I hate white people. I hope they die.' And it's just like Love over her. and over. It's like, dude, it's one in the morning. Are you cheering for her at this point? At this point, I'm going." Make a break for it. Yeah. I think you have a chance. Are you thinking about tossing like a bag of hot Cheetos out the window? <laughs> like <laughs> like a sonic power up? <laughs> <laughs> gang gang. Mm, so good. All right. Uh, <laughs> so they, uh, I think, I think she got tased. Uh, and it was, I, what the, the thing that immediately preceded it was, uh, the cop finally loses his cool. He goes, don't fucking bite me. And then, <laughs> at that point, she's on the ground getting tasered in front of a police cruiser. And I think they put her in an ambulance. So uh, all, that's a good story. Mary Jo's like, they should shoot her. This is the one person they should shoot. <laughs> that's my, That's not me. I didn't say that. I said, mercy, please. If it, if it came down, if a woman of that nature 
started coming towards your wife, would you fight her like a man? I think you have to. Yeah, because I, I treat it like um, the dog park, you know? <laughs> like your dog starts getting like attacked. Mm -hmm. You have to, like, that's my property. That's my, right. my wife is my property, yeah, yeah. basically. And you're ruining my stuff mm -hmm. if you hurt her. Mm -hmm. Did you, you know? see what Daniel Cormier said this week about the he children's party? The little kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you forget that he's a nasty motherfucker. He is a little, a little badass. But yeah, if you yeah if you fuck up my stuff, I'll fucking kill you. But it did, did it feel good though to have like one of those incidents and just have it not be an everyday thing now? It was a nice little throwback. Mm -hmm. It was a little. It was a nice little. Hey, remember? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Lucy woke up. She watched it from her window. <laughs> she tried to come in and give us like the play by play. And Mary was like, "Yeah, we watched the whole thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> we we know." Oh, excuse me. Sorry. It was the police. Yeah, it was, it was the cops. Turns out, yep, I could have shot her. Mm -hmm. It is nice, man. When you get one of those every now and again on your street, it does feel good and it does clean the pipes. This was low impact. Mm -hmm. You know, a, a different, uh, someone else's car got fucked up for once. Ah, that was what we were laughing about. If we lived on the old block, mm -hmm. she would have probably, like, Street Fighter bonus leveled my car. It would have been upside down. But it was someone else's car. You know, mm -hmm. that, made, that to me was like a sign from the universe. Like, dude, You're that out. time of your life is over, okay? No longer is it your windshield being broken every three and a half months. Mm -hmm. Now some other guy can get his door kicked a little bit. And then as a nice little treat, you get to watch a lady get tasered in the middle of the street. If you saw one of your neighbors freaking out in the street, would you hold that against them? I don't know any of my neighbors' names. I don't give a fuck. If you did know them. I have, dude, I have a house full of neighbors that live right next door to me, and they talk to me every day. I don't know any of their names, and I can't stand seeing them. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm redirecting that. Uh, we should probably find out this lady's name and then convince her that your next-door neighbors are where her mom lives. <sighs> Man. She's in there. She needs help, too. Yeah, they're, they're hurting her. Mm -hmm. They're hurting your mother in there. Mm -hmm. They have her fucked up, too. Uh, if I were you, I'd kill the dog first. Mm -hmm. That would be a good fight. Because that's a German Shepherd, right? I could probably just go scoop up a couple of schizophrenics at K&A mm -hmm. and have this dog killed. Yeah. Probably pretty cheap, too. But yeah, that was it. And then they all drove away, and I continued to play fucking video games. <laughs> it was a great time. Did you ever get your studio straightened out from the uh, flooding? I got it back up and running, but it's like, I got to take it to the next level. Do you know? What does that mean for you? Like, I want to... Mm, I want to do something with the space. You know what I mean? I just haven't had very much time. We've been working so hard on it. I've been, I've been slaving these guys to death trying to get field tripping. Like we've been making the episodes one at a time, mm -hmm. like w starting when we finished the previous episode. So we're going to take a couple of weeks off. Actually, this would be a perfect time. We're taking, uh, I think two weeks off. We just put out the Sam Talon episode yesterday. Um, I'll use this time to kind of focus on some of the, the stuff I, I, I need to build up at home. Uh, while also obviously putting out very nice Patreon content that we're excited to surprise people with. The four of you are really doing something special. Thanks, man. I so, hope I hope we are. It's very cool to see. I hope we are. It's 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 been it's so much it's so much work and I think that's like one of the main appeals to me mm -hmm. is feeling like I'm working on something mm -hmm. might be the most important aspect to me. I don't know Danny might disagree with me, but the amount of work that it feels like we're doing is like uh <laughs> man, I feel like I I got my feet under me. But yeah, I want a nice, I want a nice streaming studio that looks cool, like you see on fucking YouTube, where people have like 
you know, I, I, I've got nice lighting. I've got nice stuff, but it's like, it almost needs a woman's touch. I might let my wife design. Let the crazy lady in. See what she can do with it. Yeah. Look, okay. I lied. Your mom's not in here, but I need kind of a six streamer setup. <laughs> no, I'm not pro, a pro gamer. I just kind of talk about them. Stop biting me. <laughs> stop, stop fucking biting me. And please put up my bisexual lighting. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, that'd be fun to work on in the next couple of weeks. So and now I'll, I'll just stream Pikmin four for 12 hours a day. Um, Oh, I wanted to mention to you that um, my favorite episode so far has been the Blizz episode. Um, yeah, that was really cool. It's really cool. I mean, if you guys will allow me to be pretty gay for just a second here. Gay, gay dog. It's been really cool to just come in here um, and like being able to rely on uh, Danny and um, and Rob Cruz to like do all of like the heavy lifting on the technical end of it. And then me and Noah come in and we kind of just like spitball at them while they're sitting at a desk and we go, what about this? What about this? How about that? And they go, okay. Um, and then Rob will take it and make it funnier. And then like Danny will figure out how to make it all work. And it's like, I don't know, man. I uh, Hopefully one day I'm uh, we have enough time to like chill where we can actually like explain how fun it is to make it. But in the meantime... Just enjoy how fun it is to uh, watch it. You're cooking, baby. Yeah, I'm really fucking blessed. Speaking of cooking, now seems like a great time to thank our new sponsor. Wow. Dude. They're lining up for us, dude. Oh, my God. I'm so excited for this one, too, because I... All right. Drugs have been a bugaboo for me. Drinking has been a bugaboo for me. Here and there. Yeah. Um, got those under control, but now I can't stop eating like a fucking animal. My, my eating habits are fucking atrocious. Yeah. But thankfully, uh, our new sponsor, Factor, is about to change that. So if you go to factormeals.com and use promo code FATBIRD50, you're going to get 50% off whatever your order is. Oh, hell yeah. And uh, they're America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. Everything is delivered right to your door so you can stay on top of your health goals and your busy busy schedule. I don't know if you know this, but... Uh, you can schedule a free session with a nutritionist on their website and they'll give you like a 20 minute free consultation. You tell them what you want and they'll get you set up. Now, how, how versed would you say you are in nutrition? Horrible. Yeah. I mean, I know very little. Yeah. I know that I probably should be eating much more green things than I eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, basically, uh, I'm like a hoagie a day. Really? Yeah. So, I mean, you saw what I ate today. I ate pizza today, and that's like a normal thing for me. But yeah, but I'm going to change that. And I'm very excited for our Factor Meals to come in. But yeah, go to factormeals.com slash fatbird50. Use promo code fatbird50. You get 50% off your order. They have so much good stuff on there. In addition to the meals that they have there, they also have uh, fruits and juices that you could buy. I mean, uh, juices and smoothies that you can buy. Nice. So there's a lot of days where, like, I know, like, if... I don't really need a fucking meal. I just need something to keep going. So I'm going to take advantage of that. And these are easy prep, I'm assuming, right? Yep. Oh, yeah. It says it right there. Dude, and every, th every week there's over 30 different meals that you could choose from, too. And they also have breakfast that you could buy from there as well. Uh, so would you say, and I don't want to get too much into you, but would you say that you, have, you do? You don't know how to cook, do you? I don't know. I can maybe I can make pasta. I can make tacos. Aside from that, there's really not much in my repertoire. So if you're eating at home, there's more than likely uh, there's a high likelihood that it's frozen food. Uh, it's mostly takeout. Uh, my breakfast this morning was frozen. I heated up a half of a, uh, a sausage, egg, and cheese. 
Damn. So I really am looking forward to getting these meals from Factor. And if you go to factormeals.com, promo code FATBIRD50, 50% off. You can see what the fuck I'm talking about. And you might see a new me in a couple months, Tim. Yeah. Do you know what macros are? I don't. Yeah, me either. But people always yeah. talk about them when mm-hmm. they're talking about nutrition. Mm-hmm. I kind of just eat whatever my wife feeds mm-hmm. me. Can your I, wife cook? <laughs> it, it, I, I can't ask you. It says there, it in the ad to ask Mike if his wife can cook. <laughs> yes, the ad does say that. But uh, she did make something very good last week. It was a uh, pot roast in the slow cooker. Okay. And it was uh, probably the best thing that, that she's made, and I was really impressed by it. Nice. So I really appreciated that. But I do know that uh, that's an anomaly. So because of Factor, I'm going to be able to eat good food consistently. And Factor it also wants to know, like, does your wife just, like, not care to cook for you? Or is it like... <laughs> are there deeper-seated issues? <laughs> yeah, there are, yeah. <laughs> so I appreciate yeah. Factor looking into my relationship this deeply. But, yeah, that is the truth, man. <laughs> I am truly excited, though, to be able to eat things that I'm supposed to be eating. It might be the missing piece of the puzzle for you. I think it really will be because, dude, I get a lot of exercise. Like, most days, like, I do get some form of exercise. And often days, it's it's heavy exercise. Mm. But at the same time, I'm consuming so many fucking calories that I'm just out of control. And I'm I mean, it's about more than calories, too. Yeah. Yeah. And nutrition oh, well, oh, is man, can you film your Can you film your interaction with the nutritionist? I would love to. I would do okay, it. Yeah. yeah, good. Yeah, I'll do that. Nice. But, um... Yeah, factormeals.com, promo code FATBIRD50, you get 50% off. I'm really excited to this. One of the things that I'm very excited about, too, is I don't know when to stop eating. (laughs) And they give you an appropriate amount of food to eat. And I'm really looking forward to being able to to finish my serving and knowing that I'm done. Aside from just like last night, I went out to uh, eat Mexican with Jimmy Gillespie. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, so I mean... I might not have the best influences either, but I'm not a great influence on him either. Like, we're destroying each other's hearts. But the meal was over when our hands touched on the plate, when the, the nachos were finished, when we were touching dirty fingers. Man. Well, good luck and Godspeed. Thank you. You're going to lose weight? How much do you weigh right now? Uh, I think I'm 205. Oh, okay. So when I was at my healthiest, I was between 185 and 190. Let's get there again. Yeah, I will get there. Thanks to Factor. Nice. Also, check out manscaped.com. Manscaped, I'm wearing the Manscaped underwear right now. I feel great. I need to shave my body, Tim. How are you doing with your uh It's like wiener, uh your wiener hair. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice, dude. Mm-hmm. It's nice. You know, you know, I you know I keep all my stuff. I do that. that. I I want I want to look the same every time someone sees me, including, mm-hmm. you know, my wife during mm-hmm. our intimate times. Right. You know. I get it, man. But yeah, if you go to manscaped.com, you use promo code FATBIRD, treat yourself to the Performance Package 4.0, you're going to be all set. Comes with the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, the Weed Whacker 2.0 for ear and nose hair grooming, which I started using for the first time. They were nice enough to send us all this all this cool stuff. So I get to try it out, and it works great. You get Crop Preserver, Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver, Ball Toner, and two free gifts, a pair of comfy boxers, and a classy travel bag to store your new stuff. But um, in addition to all that, their t-shirts are super comfortable, as are their underwear. So go to manscaped.com, promo code FATBIRD. You get 20% off whatever you order, and you get free shipping. Yeah, so just watch out for dudes. I mean, it's we're in the the heart of summer right now. Mm-hmm. We've got a, a month and a half left of swimming weather. Mm-hmm. Look out for dudes who are going to be so well-groomed that they're going to be constantly like, wouldn't it be funny if we were like skinny dipping right now, though? <laughs> Those dudes, all, look, be cool to them, all right? Mm-hmm. They're freshly trimmed for the first time in their lives. They they. 
they just want to show it off. It's not they're not, mm-hmm. they're, they're not being sex pests. They're not being creeps. But just when you see a dude going like, oh yeah, dude, and he's mm-hmm. he's the first dude to run into the fucking lake. He's got his shorts off. All you got to do is be like, yeah, bro, nice ball cut. That's it, <laughs> Not, dude. Nice penis and balls shape mm-hmm. up. That's all he's looking for. All right, don't don't get all fucking tripped up and mm-hmm. start a fucking group text without him and and make fun of him. And you know what I'm saying? That's all. That's all. That's mm-hmm. Manscaped.com promo code Fredbird. <laughs> yeah, I think about giving myself a nice nice uh, testicle fade. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna shave lines into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then just beat the fuck out of it like an Indian barber. <laughs> Speaking of which, I watched cricket for the first time this week. Have you ever watched cricket? I've tried. Oh, dude. <clears throat> it seems like a fictional sport from a movie where nothing makes sense. No, I have no idea what was happening, but what I did love about it was I love when Indian dudes get fired up. And on top of that, too, there was hardly anybody in the stands, and every person in the stands was an elderly guy with a flask. Nah, that's, uh, they got your number. It's living, yeah. 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 I just want to die alone, man. <laughs> You want to go to the dog track? I don't think I would like that. You don't think you like the dog track? I don't know, man. I mean, if you're talking about dying alone with a (laughs) flash. (laughs) Yeah, I do have a lot in common with greyhounds, but... (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if the dog track would be for me. I do like horse racing. I have had fun there. What do you not like about the dog track? Ah, It just seems so much more sad than, than fucking horse racing, man. Yeah, I mean, it is kind of like... The perfect spot for the end of a bender. <laughs> Be, being at a dog track is like you you just handed over your children for the last time. Mm-hmm. The custody arrangement has been completely wiped. Mm-hmm. Supervised visitation's out the window, and you've been drinking for 36 hours. It's like, all right, I'll go see what the fucking puppies are doing. What do you think the average age of a person at the dog track is? I'd say... Uh, Probably mid sixties winos, and then a, a couple of like hard, high mileage forty year olds. Okay, you yeah, know. I think I classify as a high mileage forty year old. Yeah, well kept though. Thank restored. you. Restored. I'd enough. say yeah. you're, you're a restored <laughs> high mileage forty year old. We got to yeah. keep you in the garage. Yeah, I want to check the Kelly Blue Book on myself, but I would consider going to the dog track. Yeah, I th- I think you'd probably fit right in. <laughs> Yeah. I used to go to uh, Harris Chester horse track a lot when I was in my heyday because it's like, it's, I tie myself one day and I made it there and eating boiled hot dogs in a trench coat. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I I drove from my house to uh, the racetrack in eight minutes, I think it was. Were you going very fast or were you just like, how many, how, how, what's my commute? I was driving with a purpose and I got there. It was daytime was the best time to go because hardly anybody was there. At the time I was drinking. So it was nice out. You have a few beers outside. Where I didn't like it was a very old man who was clearly down on his luck asked me to borrow a quarter. For did you know what it was for? To gamble. Oh man, he mm-hmm. didn't need like a shopping cart at Aldi or anything. Nah. Oof. Well, but I was in. You got to watch out though, dude. Those could be TikTok guys, and you hand him a quarter, and he goes, "Thank you, bro." Now, thank yeah. you, bro, and he gives yeah. you five thousand dollars. Yeah, that was just a man who was probably going to kill himself though. Hey, man. Whatever gets the fucking TikToks, you know? <laughs> Whatever gets the replays on TikTok, bro. This is the borrowing a quarter and then shitting my pants and killing myself <laughs> challenge. Dude, what if they gave me a horse? I got one of those TikTokers where I gave him a quarter and he's like, you love horses, don't you? It's like, yeah, I'm a little bit of a horse, man. <laughs> How would you like to own one? That poor horse, man. 
Jesus Christ. I'd ride him here. I'd train him to come up steps. Oh, my God. You in charge of a horse. Just <laughs> refusing to learn the first thing about having a horse. <laughs> How's that horse going? Like, ah, I got rid of him. I don't know. <laughs> it was kind of a pain in the ass. <laughs> yeah, that would be a major mistake. I got tricked into a date with a man <laughs> going in 1997. Remember, I forget, who was like the big horse then? Was that Smarty Jones? It was the horse that had an opportunity to win the Triple Crown. Not Seabiscuit. It might have been like a, one name. But I, I do remember that this horse had an opportunity. Or it might have been uh, something Charm. I think it was like Lucky Charm or something like that. But I got tricked into going to, out to uh, Belmont, Long Island to go see this fucking horse potentially win the Triple Crown. And it was a guy who I later found out had a crush on me. He was a delivery driver at Papa John's, and I was a pizza man. And the ride home was was. What's the hierarchy there? Are you above him? What's your, is your station above? I him? felt like I was. I mean, because I was, I could handle that station by myself. Even I used to make pizzas with a, with a broken hand. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of fist marks in those things. <laughs> Nineteen ninety-seven Belmont Steaks. Silver Charm, that was it, yeah. Silver Charm. Well, but yeah, the mood going out there was great. And then uh, I think he realized that I wasn't going to do what he wanted. So it was silence on most of the ride home. Now, I, we've, to we've talked about this before, and I've, I've never known the question to ask. But I do want to... When did you pick up the vibe? In the car on the way there? On the way home. On the way home yeah. you picked up the vibe. yeah. And I, I didn't find it, like, I thought that that might have been the case, but I, I didn't find out until after we had gotten back because my brother-in-law was one of the managers of Papa John's, and he's like, uh, how did your date go? I thought I was just fucking around. He's like, oh, no, Chuck's gay. I was like, yeah, I, I get it now, man. So you you whiffed completely. You, I, never, you, you, ne you never saw it as a date no. at all. If... A cool guy asks you to do something. You're going to do it just because you assume he's a cool guy. But right? was he like brushing your hair behind your ear and no. stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Michael. Yeah. I did, I did have dough all over my hands. Michael, you look as strong as one of these horses. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. Yeah, I've been working out a lot. I can probably work on my nutrition, but I've been lifting pretty much every day. Thanks, man. No problem. Yeah, so. Hey, yeah. Michael, how much do you think one of these horses comes? <laughs> I don't know, probably a lot. They've got pretty big penises. <laughs> oh, speaking, <laughs> dude. dude, speaking of horse stuff, did you watch the Jared Fogle documentary? Ooh, I have a hard time differentiating between documentaries I've seen and very long YouTube videos I've seen, but I probably know everything. I think it's uh, an Amazon Prime documentary. It's like four or five parts. Uh, I, I stay away from four and five part stuff. Mm -hmm. It was fucked. But one of the things that really stand out from it was there was a very hot lady that was married to the guy who ran Fogel's organization who was filming horse porn for her husband. Was that an intentional horse noise? No, I was doing the math. So Fogel's manservant wanted horse porn. Yep. And his wife was shooting it or acting in it? She was acting in it for him. That's a ride or die. <laughs> you ride horses yeah i know buddy i got that one wow did you get to see any of it in the documentary no the beautiful that's what i fucking can't stand about this shit dude 
Don't tell me about cool stuff and then mm -hmm. make me use my imagination. I thought it would have been cool if they at least showed the horse like out in a meadow now. I would, or just him smoking a cigarette after busting all over this lady would have been nice too. <laughs> then I'll watch your fucking nine-part docu series. You don't think they smoke cigars? No, horses aren't fucking gay. <laughs> oh, something as majestic as a horse smoking a cigar, like a fucking common Italian dying stepdad. <laughs> no, they smoke cigarettes, and they go, "That was a pretty good cum." <laughs> <laughs> No, uh, it's a yeah. I, I I definitely I know too many horrific details about the Fogel thing, but I watch it and I laugh because I just look at that guy's face and go, "Damn, dude! Of all the guys to get molested by, and he's going to get out too." Yeah, I know. I was I was telling you, I got stuck in that fucking mental vortex of imagining being his cellmate and being forced to like rape him, <laughs> and I don't want to do that. Being forced to titty fuck Jared Fo Jared Fogel because I I'm in I'm in jail for like a white collar crime. That's my biggest nightmare. Mm -hmm. That's my greatest fear in life, is that I get too greedy and I end up committing like a a, a crime that I could have avoided just by like being more patient, right? Like a financial crime, and then I get to go to I have to go to prison and I find out that I'm Jared Fogel's cellmate, and it's like I don't even want to do this, dude, but I have to fuck you up or the white supremacists are gonna kick me out of the lunch table, mm -hmm. and then I'm just titty fucking this dude every day. That's what I really don't want to happen with my life. My <laughs> <laughs> I just showed my wife Dear Zachary. She never saw it. What is that? Is that HBO? No, it was Netflix. That was like... I don't think I've seen that dude, one. Dude, I, th I think it like kick-started the true crime craze. You don't know Dear Zachary? All right. Mm -mm. It was a... Danny, do you know Dear Zachary? No. Never heard of it. What? No. I thought it was like passe at one point. Maybe it's maybe it's died down, but it was uh it was a documentary a guy made about his best friend. Mm -hmm. Who was they were adult men. His best friend uh had a son named Zachary. Um he was murdered by the child's mother. And so this was supposed to be a documentary about Zachary's dad that he was driving across country visiting people that were friends of his dad mm -hmm. and then he was going to present the film to the child, Zachary. You don't know about uh, this? No, I've never heard of this. I mean, I don't want to give it away. Yeah, there we go. Dear Zachary, a letter to a son about his father. Everyone, everyone's seen this, right? I've been avoiding that one? No. No. I did just see the Tiffany documentary. Ooh, I think we're alone now. We'll talk yeah. about that in a second. Mm -hmm. It's yeah, it's this is I think this is widely known as like the saddest thing of all time. And I, I guess I don't want to give it away. If you're interested in, in do you think you would watch this or can I just You can tell me. Okay. So Oh man. All right. I'll I'll give you the I'll, all right. So the actual story is this. Uh, this, this dude was like the coolest guy that anybody knew. He was like in medical school. He was a doctor. Um, but like no one ever saw him like attached to like a girlfriend or mm -hmm. anything like that. And eventually he gets involved with a lady he, he meets through the hospital or medical school. And he's like 28 and she's like 40 and no one quite understands their relationship, but he seems happy and everyone thinks he's the coolest dude. So they're just okay. like, fine, whatever. Um, I think things start to go south. And she starts acting like desperate and like, you know, people get like kind of concerned and then he finally breaks things off with her and she murders him. Eesh. Yeah. And then announces, I think like 
I think she avoids even being punished for it. She like flees home to Canada or something like that. She cries and everybody's like, look, a lady's yeah, crying. Exactly. Like, you're like, oh, are you guys all mad at me mm-hmm. now? And they're just like, no, we're not even mad. It's just like, you know, it's kind of a dick move. Mm-hmm. So she avoids like being punished for it. Like she gets like, she goes to jail a couple times. She goes, she gets out on bail. She flees to Canada. And then she announces that she's pregnant with his child. Oh no. And now his parents are trying to be involved. She, she carries the baby to term. She delivers. Now that his parents want to be involved with the baby and she like puts them through a custody battle. And they're just like, you should be in prison. You killed our son, but they like make it work because they want to be with Zachary. Mm-hmm. And there's like parts where they're very hopeful. Like, oh man, we're, she, you know, there's a court date coming. Looks like she's going to be put away. And then we're going to have that. And then at the one point they get Zachary full time mm-hmm. and they're just so like, they are elated. They can't believe it. And then like, a, uh, someone in the court system fucks up and she gets out. Oh no! And now she's like yanking, and she like uses him to like manipulate them. And then she's also like, "Well, I don't have any money," and like, "I'm you know." So she's like manipulating them. She's taking advantage of them. She's like she's basically drinking them dry. Mm-hmm. And uh, the meanwhile, he's making this documentary and traveling across the country. He's interviewing uh, the grandparents, and before I think he can finish the documentary, uh they disappear the mom and the son and it turns out that she kills herself and she puts him in a baby bjorn or something and jumps off a pier oh my god and she killed yeah so it's but that's like a big reveal at the end i shouldn't even have done that on here i should just say go watch it but that like at the end of the movie it's like so this is the movie about your dad and then also sorry that you're dead too (laughs) i'm sorry oh my god man so all right so i watched it when it first came out i guess maybe out of morbid curiosity because i kind of don't give a shit otherwise and it really is the saddest shit ever and i in my head mary joe had seen it too it was like a cultural phenomenon everyone knew about it and i scrolled past it and she was like no i don't remember that i go whoa we'll strap in and I show it to her, and it was like, why did I do that to her? Dude, I felt like I dropped a piano on her head. <laughs> she was, like, crushed in the couch. Just Her entire head was drenched. She was completely soaked with tears. Was this recent, or was it when? This was, like, over 10 years ago. No, but I'm talking about when you showed to your wife. This was, yeah, this was last week. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I think it would also be more. I stopped what I was doing. I was like, well, you, I mean, you have to, you, I, I want to observe the impact that this has on you. Yeah. I think that's tough to show to a lady with little kids, man. Yeah, I I know. <laughs> yeah, we have a. I think Zachary might have been maybe almost Fritz's age. Oh man, and that's really tough. That's like honestly, that's on my part. I don't want to say admirable, but like you know, you're pushing off getting your dick sucked by possibly weeks mm-hmm. by putting a woman through that. And I was just like, I got dude. We need to know what this is going to do to her. <laughs> So yeah, I, I I crush her with it, and then after it was over, she's like, <laughs> like shoulders moving, crying. I'm just like, pretty fucked up, right? <laughs> <laughs> What's the most fucked up thing that she's shown you? I mean, she can't keep up with me, dude. <laughs> Has a lady ever shown you something that's so fucked up that you went, whoa? Yeah. What? Um, my wife likes to show me like fucked up shit before I go to bed. Because, like, I usually fall asleep first, and she'll be, like, just scrolling through, like, fucking... It's usually, like, some physical oddity. and it's, But it's, like, nothing that I want to see before bed. And then another time, it was just, like... It was a local story about how... This was the most fucked up one. Uh, somebody in, uh, in Delco 
it was like this crazy like child abuse case and she's like oh my god i think i know this girl and she shows me like the story where the girl is the pictures of this girl who clearly contributed to this horrendous abuse of this kid and it's like I forget what the words used to describe what exactly happened were, but within like 10 words, they tell you exactly like what happens here. And it's the last fucking thing that you want to see before you go to sleep at night. So she will occasionally hit me with something like that right as I'm about to close my eyes. Damn. Wow. Yeah, my Mary Jo's algorithm is mostly like turtles being all like stuck on their back and then like a horse flips it over to save it. <laughs> she goes, look at that. Like a nice. <laughs> I go, do you want to see a fucking cartel guy's heart beating after they take it out? She goes, no, yeah. good, thank you. Yeah, I'm good on those too, but yeah. I think I've kind of reached my limit with like, I gotta know like my boundaries now with like consuming fucked up shit. Because it used to be before, I think it was before I started doing little sneakers, like I used to really that's what, what I, one of the things that I did for fun is just read about very fucked up stuff. Like anything that I could consume about like Jeffrey Dahmer or the fucking Night Stalker shit like that, I would love. But yeah. because I got to do it so often now, I really got to fucking dial it back. But it's tough now because there's a new serial killer, the Long Island guy. The one we were talking about last week. Yeah. Yeah, I told you I have a personal connection to it. Mm -hmm. but you want to speak on it? Well, I, I forget what I was talking about last week, but we never got back to it. But he... uh yeah, he put out. He sent out like a company wide email. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure I'm being targeted. I need all of our data backed up. And then the next day, the FBI was in their office, like taking all their computers and shit. Mm -hmm. um, but I, oh, it was funny because he looks like Peter Griffin. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that's got to be tough. Just as because he was murdering sex workers. Yeah, it's just got to be so tough. How many of your clientele look like Peter Griffin? <laughs> on top of that, too, one of the pimps in a police statement described him as an ogre. Oh man, that's tough. <laughs> I got to give it up to sex workers, man. I couldn't do that. I couldn't have sex with a hundred Peter Griffins. Ever. That's why they're brave, dude. Yeah, that's they why, truly are, man. That's who I bang my pots and pans for. The ladies just <laughs> sucking off Peter Griffins with those like no sideburns haircuts. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. All their clothes fit bad, and they're just mad as fuck, and they're killing you. What would you say the percentage is of the average hooker? Of Peter Griffin's to decent guys. It's zero decent guys. <laughs> I don't know, dude, because I have I have a lifetime's worth of data of like just walking past street prostitutes every day. Mm -hmm. And I gotta tell you, dude, there's no, I've never once seen them looking into a vehicle that I would myself get into. Mm -hmm. It's never once happened. Is that because of the vehicle or the person driving the vehicle? It's everything, dude. It's I mean, my God. No. No. <laughs> On the flip side, I think that's one of the things that I wish I had gotten in before I committed to my wife was I used to go to Washi Washi a handful of times. I went over the border once for sex, mm -hmm. but I never got to do the full on like Guy Fieri cruise up the corner and diners, drive ins, and dives for a hooker. No, because you would like everyone is trying to die in that scenario. <laughs> the guy in the car is like, <laughs> It would be pretty exciting if I died. The lady who's like leaning into it, like chewing gum in her head. She's like, I wish my dad killed me before he took <laughs> off. Like no, no one in this scenario wants to be alive anymore. Uh -huh. And it's like, they're yeah. almost like burdened by having to come. <laughs> like, damn, dude, I've got fucking $40 burning a hole in my pocket and my fucking balls hurt. <laughs> Let me go see if this, this 
toothless dyslexic woman with who is also an orphan could just gum on my penis for 15 minutes until mm-hmm. hopefully a cop comes in and caves in my skull. Mm-hmm. That's the end game of all that stuff. That's not re- <laughs> that's not great, man. <laughs> How would you view me? All right, if things didn't work out between my wife and I and I started dating a lady and I later revealed to you that she used to be a lady of the night. How would that make you view me? I'd have to know what kind of lady of the night. Mm-hmm. Was she a streetwalker? Was she a content creator online? Was she a... I guess uh, that does like make a, a difference. Like, a, um, like, uh, like an appointments lady. Uh, you know, what do you think you would go for? Uh, streetwalker with a heart of gold? No. I don't know. Because like I said, I would like to try that one time. An OnlyFans feeder? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, I think it would be more of an appointment lady. Yeah? Yeah. See that I hear about and I go, who the, what are you, Gordon Gecko? Shut up. <laughs> who are you, the Wolf of Wall Street? Mm-hmm. Appointment lady. <laughs> get in your fucking Buick and go get your meat sucked with no air conditioning mm-hmm. with a gun to your head. <laughs> fucking appointment lady. You failed the test, dude. This was a trick. Well, I told you I was going to try at least one time with the with the pickup lady. That would be kind of exciting, though, especially like if if it's got to be exciting getting your dick sucked by a lady who's got her leg in an air cast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you get to be the first one to sign the real cast. <laughs> nah, yeah, I saw I, I, I saw those ladies every day for like thirty years. Mm-hmm. You ever feel compelled to check up on them? No, it's kind of like you. Stay as far away as possible. I was always afraid that they would like lash out and like stab me with a needle or something, or like mm. try to like, like scrat, like do something that would give me like a an infection that would kill me. Yeah, really terrifying stuff. That's a uh... that probably just comes from seeing them in like third grade, though. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my adult mind goes, I can run faster than any mm-hmm. of these people. They they seriously just eat chips and take heroin. Mm-hmm. None of them could keep up with me physically, but walking by them in third grade, you go. Oh no, that's this that's a monster. <laughs> that's a supernatural monster that could get me in my dreams. Did any adults prepare you for that or did you recognize that on your own? Uh there was one time um my my dad didn't do any like neighborhood drinking. Like he didn't go to a neighborhood bar mm-hmm. or maybe he did but it was like a a private club um like that my uncle's like worked at. But he didn't like go to like corner bars and stuff like that. But so he would get like uh, a case of Bud Li- Budweiser cans at the beer distributor, and then bring it home, pop the back open, and push them onto the. Dr- uh, That's a cool move. Yeah, and I, dude, I'd be so pumped to help. I'd be mm-hmm. like, "Can I push the beer cans?" Um, so he would he would do all of his drinking with dinner, and I never saw him get drunk. It was pretty weird. Anyway, there was one night or day or whatever maybe he was grilling he needed a case of beer he didn't have time to go to the distributor and we walked down to a corner bar and i sat on the steps while he went in to buy beer and a prostitute just started talking to me because i was a child it was just a it was a woman feeling a biological impulse to say like hi like doing that kind of talking and my dad came out and was like five alarm fire he was like ah let's get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. and that was that was my entire uh we never talked about it again he was probably still very polite though uh knowing him he's a sweet boy that's probably why he wasn't like don't talk to this fucking human pigeon <laughs> don't talk to this cum pigeon you're gonna get sick <laughs> he said all right let's go all right, all right bud <laughs> so that's that was all that was all my instruction um I, want, I guess we'll talk about this on the Patreon, but I want to talk about that video you just showed me with the 
uh, Jewish Miami choir. Yeah. Oh, but so to go to go back to how we actually got there though, uh, that the guy that was murdering prostitutes was. Did you share something that he might be connected to? Uh, the guy in Atlantic City that was putting them in suitcases. Yeah, and it also sounds like there's been a police cover-up as well. Yes. It's very spooky. That's what I like to hear. Mm. Oh, yeah, uh, that, that was what I was told. He might be, uh, he's definitely very connected to, like, the local. Mm. Um, and I knew about it before I saw the article, and I felt so cool when I mm. saw it. But, yeah, it's all public knowledge now. I'll let them, I'll let them handle it. <laughs> I'll let them take it. It's not my jurisdiction mm. anymore. <laughs> buddy well, show. yeah all right uh, we're gonna go over to the patreon it's patreon.com slash dab me podcast and we're gonna talk about more gross shit uh in the meantime go subscribe to my youtube channel youtube.com slash tim butterly where we uh host our show field tripping with tim butterly uh made by i mean the crew here at good boy comedy um and I've, I've, I'm doing all of my streaming over there as well, as opposed to Twitch, which might, might be in the past forever. Um, I want to try to do a stream tonight, maybe. We'll see. Um, but yeah, youtube.com slash Tim Butterly. That's, that's where you need to be. Um, go subscribe to it and uh, watch my stuff, and it'll make you feel nice, and you'll laugh a lot, and then you'll feel good about sharing it with people, and that's what I like. Um, and I think that's it. Oh yeah, I'm doing uh I'm I'm starting to book some shows. I have I'm doing a headlining show. In, I saw uh, man, I'm excited to see that. It's a it's a place in Ben Salem that I've done before. It's on August 24th. I'll uh I'll, I'll post tickets for it. It's a very tiny place, very limited seating, and I think they usually sell out regardless of who it is, but I'll put tickets No. Out. Not always the case. Okay. Well, uh, August 24th in Ben Salem. Um, I don't know where to go for tickets. Just follow me on Twitter, twitter.com slash Tim Barley and all. I think it's a uh, 1675 distillery is That's the Facebook is. page. And, uh, this show will sell out though. So, and also the cruise is going to be on the show with Tim. Oh yeah. Rob Cruz featuring. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, and I'll also be in, uh, Raleigh and Tampa the first two weekends in, uh, August, uh, opening for McCusker, which I think some of those shows still have tickets. So if you want to come, mm -hmm see me do my thing in a different place as I gear up to uh, fucking hit the road on my own. Come do that. And that's it for me. I think. Oh, I know I'm forgetting something, but it's, mm -hmm. it's not important. I'm just having a nice time. Uh, check out my book, Own Perks, if you haven't bought it yet, go check it out. And thanks again to Ryan and the boys from Victus Sports for the Own Perks 5,000 copies commemorative bat. I appreciate you guys. Um, yeah, you go to, get that by going to ownperks.com. You can buy the print book copy, the ebook copy, or the audiobook copy, which is the best bang for your buck. Ownperks.com. Please check it out. And uh, I'm on my way to 10,000 copies. So thank you to Ooh. all of you that are making this happen. You're really making my wiener wiggle. On top of that, too, um, Jake, John, and I were doing a little Stinkers Live at Hilarities Cleveland on September 8th. And then the next night, we're racing back to Philly to do Chris Wood's oral presentations. So that'll be at Helium. But September 8th, we're going to be at Hilarities Cleveland. Please buy tickets to that show. They're up. They're available now. And uh, we'll have a fun night. I love that fucking room, by the way. We were there last year, and um, it's like a cocaine palace. Yeah. It's the coolest fucking venue got, like, I've ever been in. Blade Runner lighting. All it's so the neat, back man. Of it. Yeah. I can't wait to go back there. And uh, yeah, check out Little Stinkers. We're cooking over there. Um, I think we had a million downloads on that, too. So thank you to everybody for making that Ooh. happen as well. And, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much it. But we're going to head over to the Patreon. Join us at patreon.com slash dadmeatpodcast. Don't forget, uh, what's 5,000 is our goal, right, for 
medieval times? Yeah, five thousand Dom scribers. We're not far off. We might be a couple hundred away. Yeah, it's it's right there. Um, and then we're gonna set up a group trip to uh, medieval times in Baltimore, which I again scoped out. It is legit. I'm actually looking at the number right now. Here's here's how close we are, and it's only a dollar. Oh, dude, <laughs> this is nuts. I haven't checked the number in a long time. We're at four thousand six hundred and nine. Oh, that's nuts. Yeah. So we're 391 people away from being able to hit this goal. And we're all going to fucking medieval times together in Baltimore. So I don't know if you've been to Baltimore lately, but it's as cool as ever. So join <laughs> us over there on the Patreon. And um, in regards to Timbo's show, it's 1675 Spirits. They got a Facebook page, and uh, I think you could buy tickets through there. Dave Collins is uh, the guy setting it up. Dave is very cool. Runs a good show, and uh, that's going to be a really good show. But like Tim mentioned, a lot of shows there sell out. So get your tickets early for that one. Yeah, it's a tiny little place. It's like a fucking living room. That place makes me wish I still drank, man. They got so much cool stuff there. Very intimate setting, and I'd love to see you there. So oh, They also got a, a Mexican food truck outside, too. So it's a very cool place to hang out. You can get diarrhea, too. Wow. Mm -hmm. The blessings never stop. All right, we'll see you over on the Patreon. Love you guys. Later, guys.